Welcome to the Equipped Educator Podcast. My name is Jen Kleiber, founder of The Responsive Classroom, and whether you are an administrator or an instructional coach looking to equip your teachers or a teacher in the trenches looking to equip your students, you will leave this podcast with new knowledge and actionable steps and strategies to make your part of the education world better. So I am glad you are here. If you're more of a words person, you can always find the content of our podcast in blog form at theresponsiveclassroom.org backslash blog. So check that out there. Also, every single episode will come with a free guide or support resource. So you can always grab those and share with your equipped educator friends. Just head to theresponsiveclassroom.org backslash podcast or download by clicking the link in the show notes. Hello, teachers, coaches, and administrators. It is so good to be here with you on this platform again. If you noticed, we took quite a break from podcasting for this side of business, but we have revamped and reorganized and even renamed the podcast from the Teaching by Reaching podcast to the Equipped Educator podcast. And y'all, I am super pumped about what we have planned. So a little housekeeping, at this time, we will be doing one podcast a month with some bonus interview podcasts every now and then thrown in there. Uh, You may have heard in the intro, but every single monthly podcast episode that I do will come with a free guide or support resource that you are welcome to share. And in fact, I would encourage you to share. You can find this resource at theresponsiveclassroom.org. Make sure you put the V in there. So theresponsiveclassroom.org backslash podcast, where you can find the latest episodes and the resources that go with them, starting with today. So let's dive in. So the school year is underway, and from the schools that I've been in this year and the administrators that I've spoken with, it seems that we are moving into a more consistent feel of normal than we have in several years. I wonder if you would agree with that. Um, But my question to you is, what are you seeing on your campus? Are students engaged? Are teachers able to plan for aligned lessons? Is instruction scaffolded to bring struggling learners along? Are students being challenged? Do you hear academic language in the classrooms? Are teachers glad to be there? Are students glad to be there? If you are reflecting on the first six weeks or so of this school year and you're not really liking what you're seeing, It's time to get responsive and proactive. Now, I know that these terms may seem a little counterproductive to each other, but I want to take just a few minutes to clarify what it means or what I mean by using the term a responsive educator. So being a responsive educator simply means that we take into account our students, their cultural, economic, and situational backgrounds. And then design instruction moves all students towards academic success. And here's here's a big key. In the first teach, it's a whole child approach that is centered on building alliances with students and their families and then building a learning environment and instruction that meets the students where they are and moves them into where they need to be academically. It does not dumb down material or expectations. But what it does is it provides the supports and the scaffolds needed to move the students into being independent learners. 
And what is an independent learner? An independent learner is capable of problem solving and thinking at higher levels. Now, I just want you to take a second and imagine your students operating at this level. So we know that we may have teachers, or you may be a teacher, who may uh, inevitably ask why this is a need, why they can't just teach the way they have always taught and put the sole ownership of learning on the students, especially if they teach older students. I think this is a good visual of the need for culturally responsive teaching. My kid is in eighth grade. He plays sports, attends church, we go on family vacations, he has a set bedtime, he's expected to read for 20 minutes uh, on school vacations every day, he has limited time on his phone, he has three meals a day and all the snacks in between that he wants. He has a friend in his class, and we'll call him Jay, okay? Jay has moved apartments twice this year, he doesn't currently live with his mom, he doesn't know exactly where his mom is. He stays up really late playing video games. Um, He doesn't have any books at home. His only set meals are the ones that he gets at school. Um, He's athletic, but he's never played organized sports until middle school. So sometimes he struggles to be coached or play on a team. He helps care for his younger siblings in the evenings. Now, both boys are 13 years old. Both boys are sitting in the same ELA class. Both boys have the ability to have opinions, the ability to make predictions, recognize inferences, understand imagery, do all of the things. But if they are both taught in the same way with the exact same text, one will do well and the other won't. Inter-responsive teaching. Why is this so powerful? Well, if you're new to me in our business, The Responsive Classroom, I have a book I'd be honored if you grabbed called Building a Bridge from I Can't to I Did. In the book and book study, we take a deep dive into several important factors that go into being a responsive teacher. Now, I want to clarify something for the sake of vocabulary. The subtitle of the book is Creating Independent Learners Through Culturally Responsive Teaching. The responsive teaching that we talk about now is still culturally responsive teaching. I just found that this phrasing caused some confusion and was misrepresented. And so as we're talking about it now, we just decided to drop the term. However, culture is the lens through which we look and process the world. So being responsive is absolutely being culturally responsive. So why does responsive teaching work? Here's a few reasons. Number one, Teachers gain a better understanding of their students' perspective when they understand their deep culture. Um, And we look at this in the book, the collectivist or the individualist deep culture. And then it's easier to move into a teacher and student alliance. And that's one of the key parts of being a responsive teacher. Number two, teachers can design their first teach or tier one instruction based on the deep culture and background knowledge of their students. You're going to find the more that we talk about being a responsive teacher, that this planning, um, this happens in tier one. So we're going to talk about tier one instruction a lot. We've got to up the tier one instruction that our kids are getting. Uh, Number three, teachers can identify their dependent learners and intentionally move them into being independent learners by providing language supports, environmental supports, scaffolds, creating systems and alliances that move the students into independence. 
Again, imagine having independent learners, even kids who struggle with language or literacy or vocabulary. Imagine creating them to be independent learners. Number four, teachers have high expectations, but provide the scaffolds and language instruction in the first teach that are needed for students to move to the higher level. Number five, teachers can create tier one instruction that is relevant to their students. We know that relevancy brings learning faster and more efficiently. Number six, teachers can respond appropriately and effectively to students who need redirection because they have an understanding of the behavior they may be seeing in class. Y'all, most students are going to need redirection. Students are not perfect. So we want to equip teachers to respond appropriately, bring them back into learning quickly. Number seven, teachers can create instruction an environment that works with the brain by understanding how the brain operates. So these are just seven ways. These are a handful of the reasons that being a responsive educator is the solution for moving students into success. And of course, we, um, our mission is to serve campuses in all of these areas to equip teachers to be able to do these things. We know that planning for content and activities, doing instruction the way we've always done it, Basing instruction on the teacher and not the students, or having a teacher versus student mentality, or looking at all of the negative behavior as simply rebellion, we know that these things are not working. These practices only increase the academic gaps. They also increase teacher overwhelm, and they increase student overwhelm, and they, they are keeping the education system in the downward spiral that we are currently finding it in. Y'all, you know this, but students deserve better even when they're having a hard time. And you know this too, teachers work so hard. Some of them just need to be encouraged, inspired, and reminded of why they are so important. So I want to give you this Todd Whitaker quote. The best thing about being a teacher is that it matters. The hardest thing about being a teacher is that it matters every day. Being a responsive educator is a comprehensive whole child, whole education approach that works. It's being intentional about who your students are and the best practices and supports to move them into learning. If you want to dive deeper, grab your copy of Building a Bridge from I Can't to I Did on Amazon today. Learn about deep culture, brain-based learning, students and generational poverty, building alliances, and so much more. And right now, if you grab that on Amazon, simply email me your receipt and your address, and I'll send you a copy of the book study absolutely free. This offer is only good for a limited time, so head to Amazon now. And if you'd like information on purchasing for your campus, simply email jen, J-E-N-N, at theresponsiveclassroom.org, and we'll get you taken care of. Responsive education is absolutely the solution. Equip yourself with the knowledge that you need today. So in a nutshell, responsive teaching focuses on the first teach. We cannot lean on reteach or intervention to move students along. It's a whole student approach. It is possible when teachers understand the different lenses and perspectives from which their students come. It is highly effective and is done in the planning of instruction 
and it provides a plan for struggling students but propels the on-level students forward as well because it is based on best practices. Everyone wins. Teachers are working more effectively in planning and less in the classroom. Students are becoming independent and alliances are built. There are so many more reasons to move your classroom and your campus into responsiveness. And we're here to help. To start, you can download our free culturally responsive checklist and take inventory of your campus. How responsive are your educators? Where can you focus your support? So you can head to the responsiveclassroom.org backslash podcast and download your checklist today, or you can head to the show notes. You can also grab your copy of Building a Bridge from I Can't to I Did on Amazon or email jen at theresponsiveclassroom.org to get purchasing information for your campus. And for a limited time, if you purchase 10 or more book or book studies, you'll get free shipping. Thank you again for being here. I hope that you found value that you can use and share. Please subscribe, download, and share this episode. And if you did find value, I would be so honored if you could leave a positive review on Amazon or Spotify. We at The Responsive Classroom would also love to partner with your campus on your journey to being responsive, equipped educators who equip students. We have a lot of different ways we do this. So if you'd like to chat about it, shoot an email to jen at theresponsiveclassroom.org or head to the website and you can get information there. Thank you for loving kids. Until next time.